guys, it's Candy and it's Amanda, and we're basically, basically basic. You guys, if you have not yet followed us on social media, you should do so now. We are on Instagram or on Facebook at Basically Basic Podcast. And once you follow us, you can tag us when you're doing your basic things like getting Starbucks, hanging out with your bestie, or listening to our podcast. We want to hear from you, so follow us, message us. All the things. All the things, guys. But first, we have to talk about what's important, our Starbucks order. Most important. And also, guys, we are a little over-caffeinated. We're just going to say it. We <laughs> went big. We are from Texas, you know? Go big or go home. So we ordered Venti's today. And because of that, we actually have a huge sign in front of us that says, slow the frick down. Because <laughs> I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. This is probably the 10th time, maybe even more, that we have recorded this specific episode because we've been bouncing off the walls. We just start laughing or we get distracted. We're real, we don't know what's happening, but it's pretty we don't funny know what's on the side of the microphone. But I love it because we're talking about friendship today. And yeah. I think that like this is friendship at its finest. You laugh so hard you cry and you talk so fast because you're just so excited to speak. Yeah, I love you know? it. It's so So good. yeah, our Starbucks order. Amanda, what are you drinking today? So today, guys, I'm drinking a venti iced coffee, no classic. That means unsweet for all you baby bucksers out there. I'm drinking one pump of vanilla with it and light almond milk. Yes, and I thought I ordered the same thing as Amanda, um, but upon glaring at both of our drinks and realizing <laughs> mine does not taste as good as hers, we realized that I ordered a venti unsweetened iced coffee with one pump of hazelnut, which was intentional. However, I asked for almond milk and received regular milk. It's okay, girly. It's okay. We can still be friends. You win some, you lose some. You know? You it's know. cool. Guys, okay, really though, we are talking about friendship today. We're super excited. But before we do that, we have some breaking news. Breaking news. We heard it first on the gram, and really it popped up about three minutes ago. So if this was a live podcast, we would be the first ones to break I know. this news. This actually inspires me to want to be live, but I actually... <laughs> also don't because this has been such a struggle today and I don't even know how that's possible but you guys Jay Biebs is no longer a single man I was gonna say no longer a mister but he's still a mister but he has a missus and her name is Haley Baldwin y'all they just got married they just got married there is one less lonely girl out there Ooh, that was she, good Amanda thank you that thank was you good. and she got married in New York City at the courthouse today so our sources tell us and even though they've signed the papers, they're married, they still plan to have um, what our sources have told us, a religious ceremony. Religious. They want to bring Jesus into the mix, yes. even though he's always there. I did not make that up. That is genuinely what the E! article told me. That's true. Um, quote, religious ceremony out of the country. So I'm anxious to find out where that's going to be. Is it gonna well, be... I'm sure we'll get our invitation Absolutely. In the mail. It's going so... to have butterflies coming out of it. Yes. It's going to be playing music. I've always wanted the, one of those wedding invitations that's like so over the top where oh, you like yeah. open it's like a box it's not just like a letter and it has like confetti that like sprays in your face I also and, like, want their invitation to be scented I want it to ooh, smell like Calvin Klein cologne it totally he, would he did ads for them right? oh did he I think so okay then it probably does <laughs> I'm just imagining it right now it's gonna be butterflies and it's gonna smell like Calvin Klein you heard it here first people yes Jay Biebs and Haley Baldwin are now Jay Biebs and Haley Biebs forever <laughs> and it actually sounds 
Selena. What does she think? Is she going to go to the wedding? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if she's going to be invited or not. I mean, I'll text her later and ask her. Good thing that this podcast is on friendship because, Selena, you might need this episode today. Call up your girlies, girl. Yeah, I hope she has good friends. I'm sure she does. Please, Lord. (laughs) If you don't, call us. If you don't, we'll be your friend, Selena. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, that would be so, wow. Wow. Goals. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, today, guys, we are talking about friendship. So let me just read to you what we want to discuss. Just yeah. center your hearts, hold hands with your best friend. Amanda and I are going to hold hands this whole hour. <laughs> the whole hour. The whole time, guys. So just picture us next to each other holding hands, singing Kumbaya. We are we are sitting on the floor, this Indian style. This is true. It is pretty Is that PC? Style. I don't think people say Indian style anymore. I'm so I think sorry. They do. No, I they don't. don't. Crisscross applesauce. Oh. That's what the kids say these days. Oh. That's the cool dance. I'm in a yoga pose. You're in crisscross applesauce, Amanda. (laughs) Don't deceive yourself. Okay, here we go. Ready. (sighs) As best friends, we figured it would be important for us to talk about the importance of friendships. Friendships can bring us the most joy, the most pain, and the most laughter, and the most tears. To have good friends, you have to be a good friend. And so today, we're going to share with you some to-dos and what not to do when it comes to being the best partner in crime. So whether you've been besties for 20 years or two months, grab your best girlfriends and let's discuss how not to be the Regina Georges of this world. Mm, that's mm. good. I feel I felt that. Preach Cam Cam. Preach Cam Talking Cam to Star. myself. Okay. So guys, we tried something this week, which is a little plug for why you need to follow us on Instagram, where we kind of told you what we were going to talk about and we invited you to be a part of the conversation. So we asked you, hey, we're talking about friendships. What are your questions? What do you want to know? What should we discuss? And y'all gave us the best things to talk about. The best questions, honestly. Yeah, we could relate to every single one of them. And we kind of have dissected each question. And we're excited to tell stories about each one. Kind of things that um, we think that you guys can relate to as far as our struggles in friendships, our super happy, exciting moments in friendships. So let's do this thing. Yeah, let's do it. So question number one was how do you handle when you and your friends are in completely different seasons. And Amanda, I wanted you to kind of start this off because I was thinking about this. The cool thing about this question is this can happen all the way across your life. Like I know some people who graduated from high school and like all their friends went to college and they took a gap year. Or maybe all your friends are married and you're single or all your friends are single and you're married. Mm -hmm. Or in your case, you were the first one in our friend group to um, have a baby. That's right, guys. And so I know that was probably... Exciting, but also, you know, maybe isolating a little bit. So I kind of wanted you to just process that with us. Yeah, that for like. sure. So I had our little girl two years ago. And one of the first things I can remember feeling just straight after having her and kind of getting settled into our new norm was feeling the happiest that I've ever felt. And it was kind of obviously, you know, you're incredibly happy when you find the love of your life. You're incredibly happy when you get married and get to start that life. You're incredibly happy when you get your dream job. Um, but this was just a different happiness that you, I didn't even know I could feel. And so, um, it was this kind of just your hormones are going crazy anyways (laughs) after your two years. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, two, you know, month, two weeks, postpartum, whatever. Um, and so I can remember just being incredibly, incredibly happy, but also looking at what my friends that were not moms were doing and also feeling a little bit jealous, a little bit. Um, confused, a little bit like, well, am I missing out? Just feeling all of these feelings that kind of just 
hit me like a brick and I didn't realize I could feel them in the midst of so much happiness. Well, yeah, and you talked about this kind of on the last podcast. Like you kind of wanted to be the same Amanda that you were, Mm -hmm. but also step into this new season and enjoy both of them. But like friendships kind of had to change. Right. And you didn't know that. No, yeah. No one gives you a rule book when it comes to these sort of things. But that's where having really gracious, understanding friends come into play. So I can remember um, just... Cammie was actually in a season where they were in California. She was kind of not knowing what the next day was going to bring as far as like where they'd be moving to next or career-wise, what would be happening next. And I remember just kind of watching her life from afar thinking, well, my life doesn't look anything close to that. I am constantly um, at like hand and foot with this little baby. They need you all the time. I am trying to figure out how to still have a career and still be a mom, how to be a wife and still be a mom, how to do hobbies that I love and still be a mom, how to spend time with Jesus and still be a mom. It was kind of this thing where I wanted to, I still loved all these things, but being a mom all of a sudden was also went hand in hand with it. And so I remember seeing Cammie and just this season that they were walking through and thinking, wow, that must be so cool to not have any idea what the next moment is going to bring or what the next day of your life is going to look like. And because I knew mine was pretty um, consistent routine, routine, yeah, and you it was pretty predictable. Like you knew the next day I was gonna be more than likely with my two month old nursing and on a walk and down for nap and all the mom and things, changing diapers, changing diapers, all the mom things, which I was finding the Lord was so kind because I was finding so much joy in all of those things. But as far as friendships go, I remember thinking. Well, now, now how can I relate to all these girlfriends that I love that are not moms? Because this has now become my life, and all these friends don't have this. So what the heck am I supposed to talk about now? Yeah. Well, I feel like you did such a good job of communicating where you were at. And I think it came with you being vulnerable of just kind of being like, hey, like, this is hard. And that's one thing, like, to answer this question, like, how do you handle when your friends are in completely different seasons? I think, like, acknowledgement is the first step. Like, oh, yeah. you need to that's just good. be up front and to say like, Hey, this is new for me. And like, you know, or I I'm having trouble relating to you right now, nothing because of your fault, but because like, I'm just in such a different season and I don't know what that looks like. And one thing I loved about Amanda walking through motherhood was I've had, you know, other friends or not even no close friends really, but people I've known who became a mom and they say things they don't mean to be offensive, but like all of a sudden they're like, Oh my gosh, like you thought you loved your husband before. Well, like you don't even know what it's like now Mm -hmm. or like, oh, you're not even living till you have a kid. Or just, like, these little comments. You're like, um... I think I'm living now, actually. Kind of, actually, I'm pretty sure I started living on my birthday, actually, November 13, 1988. I think I'm breathing air, so. I think I started living when Jesus entered my heart. Pretty sure I had a new life then. No, but, like, they don't mean it offensively, obviously, but it's, like, they have this newfound love, but all of a sudden it's, like, well, you can't even understand. Mm-hmm. And it becomes this... This becomes this isolating thing instead of this thing of, like, okay, let's learn and grow from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, hey, like... The second that you put yourself on a high horse and you're like, well, they don't even understand. They don't even know. And that's the same with like if now that I'm married, if to all my single friends, I was like, oh, guys, like I remember being single and like going out and meeting guys like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Your life doesn't start until you're married. Yeah, It's like, okay, let's just acknowledge that they get to experience things that I don't. Like Mm -hmm. they have hilarious first date stories and like online dating stories that I don't have. But I get to experience, like, being younger and married that they don't under Like, it's like yes. both are, are good and growing. And they're really just, like, the past that the Lord's called us to individually. And, Amanda, I love that you brought up 
you kind of you said you were kind of jealous of me and my yeah, home in California. I, yeah, I was envious because I was like, what the heck? She gets to go on the beach every day with her <laughs> husband. Like, I know he's working a bajillion hours, but she still is guaranteed at least one hour a day with him. Yes. And I felt like I wasn't even guaranteed one hour a day with my husband because you just never know when your baby's going to wow. cry or your baby's going to need you. And it was like, even though you know, Steven was working these crazy hours and my husband was at home with me. It was still, I'm, I'm very much like my love language is, um, just quality time and words of affirmation. And so being able to not have that guaranteed time with my husband in the newborn season was really hard for me. And I remember looking at Cammie thinking I would kill to be on the beach with my husband every evening after dinner or just be even guaranteed to sit down at dinner, honestly. <laughs> like, like, I just want to not have, like, a baby on my boob yeah. when I'm eating dinner, you know? Exactly. Like, I just didn't know what was going to happen as far as, like, you know, if I'd ever get some of those old things back that I used to have yeah. before I was a mom. And on the flip side of that, Cammy was looking at my life and thinking, Yeah. Well, that's the irony is, like, you know, you were over here having this stable season where everything felt really, like, routine and like just this nesting time and I was in this completely unknown season in California which wasn't our plan of where to be and it was super spontaneous like I think you know you were settling and I was in spontaneity like Mm -hmm. you're right like I didn't know what any day would hold I was traveling a ton that year um and there was there was a ton of romance like it was just Stephen and I so we Mm -hmm. left everything we knew and we had to really cleave to each other and it was beautiful, but at the same time, the funny part was, was I was looking at Amanda's life, and I was like, man, like, oh, they have a house, like, they have a, a child, like, they're getting to, like, settle down, and my life felt so out of control, and so, like, up in the air, that to have that stability, like, I was craving that, and so I think one of the coolest things we did, in both of us having these different seasons, was we were just honest, like, mm-hmm. I remember, Amanda, you coming to visit, and just being honest with you about like man like this is so fun because people would come visit and they'd be like I cannot believe you live here like we live two blocks from the ocean like we really did walk on the beach every night like that was our reality but like it was also a beautiful time but like a stretching time Mm -hmm. and I felt like with you I, I could be safe to say like yes it is awesome but like I want you to know like what you have is something that I crave too. And it's always the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. Like, but one thing that enemy loves to do is he plants these seeds of like what they have is what you want. Mm-hmm. But instead of you being honest with your friend and saying, hey, I'm struggling with jealousy or like I'm having trouble relating to you because I don't understand, you just stuff it inside and it either comes out in two ways. It comes out in you distancing yourself right. and just being like silent and kind of pushing them away. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, snappy sassy yes that's the worst with girls that's and they're the like worst. making these little comments and you're like just say it like yes. what is wrong but I love that we were honest like of just saying you told me you mm-hmm. were struggling with jealousy and I told you same thing and we just were like hey let's celebrate these different seasons and realize that for better or for worse like our friendship has changed yes like you can't be the same friend to me that you were before and mm-hmm. like it did look different. Like, I remember when I moved back to Dallas, like, I had to come visit you mm-hmm. more often than you coming to me because mm-hmm. you had a, a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew, like, you weren't going to pack up your car and drive 45 minutes across town or get a babysitter every time you and were going to hang out. speaking on the other side of that, if you, if you love your friends and you value your friendship, you're going to think about those things. So what was hard was I can remember thinking – I do have to come to you, but I mean, I mean, you do have to come to me, but I hate that because it's not because I don't want to drive to you. It's because there's three naps scheduled in that time period that (laughs) you want to hang out. And, and I can even remember thinking, guys, this is like a side note and really funny, but 
before I was a mom, I remember mom saying like, well, we can't do that. It's nap time or this is kind of like in this schedule or this schedule. And I'm not even a crazy scheduled person. Not even with um, my little girl. I haven't ever been like incredibly, incredibly scheduled. But what non-moms for friends out there who have friends that are moms, what you don't realize is that the schedule side of it just makes for a happy life. (laughs) And if homegirl didn't get her nap, you can bet that it was going to be a really hard evening. And so that's what is so funny. It's like, no, it's not that I'm this like crazy, I want to control freak, want to be on my schedule. It's that I want a happy evening with my family. I don't want to like set us up for failure basically. Well, and I think just acknowledging that you're in different seasons being honest with your friends and also just accepting it. Like, mm-hmm. I think the worst thing that I could have done is like if I had expected Amanda to be the exact same friend that she was. Like, I needed to look past myself. Of course, I wanted my girlfriend that I could call up at random times and be like, let's go get our nails done right now or let's mm-hmm. go do this right now. But like, she was walking into a new season and I'm going to extend grace to her that I want her to extend to me. Like, when mm-hmm. I have a child or when I, you know, when I'm doing whatever, like, I want her to be understanding that it's not always going to look the same. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is to put yourself in your friend's shoes. I know for me, I've moved, like, a hundred times. Yeah. Um, really, though, in five years, I've moved five times. And so with moving as much as I have, it's been really interesting to navigate different friendships because my main family community that started from college are my Nashville friends. And I moved from Nashville six years ago now. But I have incredible friends there that are still like family. But I think the reason that we've been able to stay so close is because they understood that I was moving and that I couldn't, like, they had one person to keep in touch with long distance. I had, like, 20. Mm -hmm. So if they expected me to be the friend that could call them every day, every week, well, they only have one friend long distance to keep Mm -hmm. in touch with. I have so many like that's not realistic I would being a friend would be a full-time job at that point that'd be like 20 hours a week right Right. so I think the friends that I've gotten even closer with since moving have been the ones that just totally got that hey like Cammie's moving she's trying to even make new friends where she is now so she doesn't have as much time but like hey if I text her or call her and she can't get back to me right away there's nothing wrong it's just like she's living her life there Mm -hmm. and she'll get back to me when she can and, like, we just pick up right where we left off. The friends that don't have expectations of, like, why didn't you call me? Like, mm-hmm. why didn't you, like that's exhausting. It's exhausting. You know? Yeah. Like, Ain't no just, one got time for No, that. but just, like, having grace for the person who's in the different season mm-hmm. and encouraging them in that. And, you know, asking them about where they're at. Being a good friend by asking questions, which that's, like, a basic thing about being a friend right. at all. And I know, for me, when I was going through this season of just being a brand new mom, I remember feeling sad sometimes thinking again I'm so happy I'm in this like amazing season but I remember being sad sometimes that I couldn't just go get my nails done with you or I couldn't just go see a movie at 10 o'clock at night or I couldn't just do all these other things but then when I felt that emptiness I feel like the Lord always said Amanda that's because you're not bringing it to me that's good it was never Cammie's job to say hey to call me up and say Amanda I love you even though you can't come to the movie I love you even though you can't come get your nails done and I think there was times I definitely called her looking for her validation or just to make myself feel better to know that like okay she does still love me or I would call her kind of side note one thing I love about Amanda <laughs> is she will tell you when she needs a compliment I will tell you left like and right. she will literally be like does my hair look good I need to know I need to know like, all my tell friends me I look good you guys any of my friends that are listening to this you know this about me I will give you a compliment solely for the fact to receive one sometimes. she's a fisher she's a fisher <laughs> guys but she owns it and I love it I'm so sorry I interrupted you no no I it's because I'm like I guess what I really need this from you yeah. and you know what you need 
need. I know what I need. And it's my it's my way to receive love sometimes. Um, but yeah, whenever I would feel those um, kind of just emotions come in, I remember giving it to the Lord and him just saying, I know that you feel this way, but you're not bringing it to the cross and you're not bringing it to me to validate you and your feelings. And so that was something that I kind of had to learn when I was walking through this brand new season that other friends hadn't. And I'm just so thankful for all of my friends who walked with me through it so graciously, the ones that were moms and were not. And um, yeah, I would just, my advice with that would be to, whether you're the friend that isn't a mom or you're the friend that is, just loving each other where you're at and also giving each other grace to grow and know that in any relationship, you're going to change. And you want that for the people you love. Well, I think that's so good because I know like in times where I've been petty or immature, I've been like, well, don't they understand? Like, no, they don't. (laughs) They don't actually. They don't understand. Like, no one has walked in your shoes. Like, I you know, don't know what it's like to be a new mom yet. Like, Amanda didn't know what it was like to move across the country or to pick mm-hmm. up every year and pack mm-hmm. up your stuff and move. Like, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so the only way they can is if you just tell them and express it. Yeah. And I think that when you're honest, it brings forgiveness. It brings clarity. You have a, a and it breaks down walls. story, Amanda, of, oh, I do. Yes. of like, a just kind of owning My sweet friend. your mess, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would be the way to yeah, say it. absolutely. So um, I got married six years wait almost six years ago it'll be six in December and we were planning my bachelorette party it was going to be um here in DFW and I had a friend who lived out of town and she had actually just gone through a really rough breakup probably weeks before my bachelorette party and so here I am walking through this season of so much joy so much excitement so much happiness and one of my dear friends who was also a bridesmaid was just walking through a really hard season and a breakup and so I had texted her, you know, a couple weeks before saying like, hey, are you coming? I'm super excited for my bachelorette party and hadn't heard anything. Um, well, the day of gets there, texted her again, hadn't heard anything. And it definitely is not like her. She is still to this day one of my closest, dearest friends. And I, it's funny, I actually got her permission to share this story on our <laughs> podcast because I was like, I want to make sure that this is a safe place and that, you've, and that you're okay with me sharing this. And she was so kind and was like, yes, as long as you still love me. And I do. I love you so much. You know who you are. Um, and so... Didn't hear from her uh, the day of the bachelorette party. All my friends were like, I'm not sure if she's coming. I'm not sure what, what the deal is. And so we, it, it arrives, and she didn't show up. And I remember being like, well, this kind of hurts, but I also know what she's going through, so I get it. And that was kind of just that. And I was like, I'm not you know, going to let that affect my joy or my happiness on this. Which that's kind of like what not to do right. about yes. being in a different season. Yes. Because you're kind of like, okay, like – Luckily, this story has a good ending that you will get to, but I just think, you know, it's easy to look at someone else's season, and again, she pushed you away. She was mm-hmm. like, I can't deal with this right now, and Grace, right? Like, mm-hmm. who knows how painful that was for her. Right. But... And the thing is, is I think we've, we've all been through dark seasons or a hard breakup or something similar, and I knew what she was feeling. Mm-hmm. I could relate to her. I knew what she was going through, but I just wanted her so badly to say this is what I'm going through. I'm so sorry. I just can't celebrate you on this day. Yeah, you wanted like a text or a phone call that yes. was just like, hey, you know, same thing. Different season. Love that you're in a season of joy right now. I'm in a season of mourning and can't share in the joy. Can't share the joy. I love you so much. I'll like see you at your wedding or whatever. And so because my wedding, my bachelorette party was super close to my wedding, we sort of just never brought it up and it was just, it was never really talked about. And I had always forgiven her in my heart because she of course did celebrate me and was at my wedding and we had the best time together and I kind of just was like well that was the thing she wasn't at not a big deal we're still best friends it's everything's okay 
Well, now she's engaged and is going through um, just Ooh. all, yeah, woo shout out, go, shout out to all you engaged <laughs> girls. Yeah, ladies. Can't so, wait for your wedding. Such a fun season. <laughs> I love that. And so now we're kind of, we hit have hit this wave of just a lot of weddings happening, and so we've been going to a lot more bachelorette parties again, a lot more weddings, and um, a couple months ago, so this is five years later after the bachelorette party. I get these sweetest texts from her, and she's saying, hey, I know that you have forgiven me a long time ago, but it's been heavy on my heart this whole time, and I just have to tell you that I am so sorry I wasn't there and that I didn't celebrate you in the season that you should have been celebrated in, and I That's hope you so can nice. forgive me. It was the it, almost, it brought me to tears when I read it because it caught me off guard. I mean, again, I had forgiven her a long time ago, so to read this, I was like, oh my gosh, Like the fact that it meant this much to you to even bring it up five years later means the world to me and I know that you love me we've had amazing memories with each other even since then and so she just acknowledged that that was something that she could have done differently and her acknowledging it again even five days later was five years later yeah Yeah. five years later was it wasn't too late like even her acknowledging then meant so much to me and our friendship has even grown more since then because it just creates this open dialogue to break down walls that whether it's weighing on your heart or you're, you think it's weighing on your friend's heart, there's so much room to just be honest and open, and that leaves room to just love each other freely. But I think it's never too late to bring something to light. Like, mm-hmm. even if you think, man, they probably forgot about this, like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the negative to just, you know, bring it up and say, hey, you might not even care, but I just want to apologize. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the lightness that she felt after that, oh. like, it was, it was impactful for you, but I bet you it was more impactful for her. Like, right. I bet you... She just was like, oh, I'm so glad I just said that. Mm-hmm. And, said and that's what she even said. She said, I'm sure that it hasn't been weighing on your heart because I know you're not sitting around thinking, right. oh, thanks for not coming back to that party five years ago. <laughs> like, I was never sitting around thinking that, but it was weighing on her heart. And especially now, she was in a different season then, but now she's in this season where she wants to be celebrated in her marriage and she wants to be celebrated with her girlfriends at her bachelorette party. And it made it brought up memories of, oh shoot I wasn't there for you yeah and so for her to acknowledge it and just say that to me it makes me that much more excited to get to celebrate her Mm -hmm. in her season and that's what I love about friendship well I think again like you can't you really don't get it until you walk through it Mm -hmm. and you the cool thing about you Amanda was you didn't expect her to fully understand but she gets it now like at that Mm -hmm. season she couldn't get it because she wasn't engaged Mm -hmm. yet in fact total opposite she was Mm -hmm. going through a breakup Mm -hmm. I had that with my sisters like when I got married my sisters were so young that I remember us getting in kind of a fight because like I wanted them to do all these things as bridesmaids. They didn't know what to do because they were mm-hmm. in high school. Like, they literally were like, I They're don't. Babies. I'm not even 21. Like, I don't even know what a bachelor <laughs> party is. But I had these expectations that I should have just communicated on the front end. But I didn't. And my feelings were hurt. But I remember, like, kind of in a rude way thinking, like, well, they're going to get it whenever they're married. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now as a more mature adult, I'm like, no, like when they get engaged, like I want to make it so special for them. And mm-hmm. it just is what it is. Like I'm older and it just, that's the story. Yeah. So anyways, guys, I hope that answers that question. But being in different seasons is difficult. And the thing is, is it's not a point system. You're not there to say like, well, I did this yeah, for her during good. this season. So she should do this for me during my season. It's, it's really just about knowing and owning the season that God has you in and being able to celebrate your friends in a completely different season that they're in. That's so good. Okay, guys, next question is, how do you know what boundaries to set in your friendships? Oh, boundaries. That's one of my hardest words. Wow. It's so hard because the thing (laughs) is, is I struggle with boundaries because I am super friendly, I'm super extroverted, and I feel like 
100% extroverted for those of you who did not know (laughs) I feel like I meet people and immediately I'm like we could be best friends like you're awesome like there is I don't know if I've ever met someone that I didn't never met a queso you didn't like no never (laughs) met a queso I didn't like queso or human neither (laughs) even like I've always joked that the Lord put me with my high school sweetheart because he knew I would have been so bad at dating like if I was like doing online dating I would go to dates you would have loved everyone everyone I would have been like that date was so great. It's not even like, I don't think I would have been able to analyze my own feelings. I just would have been like, they were so kind. Like, they were so smart. Just I'll like, marry them. Yeah, I'll marry them. And I'll marry my you friends too. would be like, Kimmy, he's a loser. Or like, he's not that cute. I'd be like, it's fine. Like, but he was kind. Oh man, I just love all the humans. But boundaries are so important. And God has been teaching me so much about setting boundaries. And I feel like he's been really kind to really take me through like an intense course of this lately before you know, I have children because I think of in the past, I feel like I filled my time up to capacity with pouring out into people. And I've, I've said the words before, like I could not add a child to my schedule where it's at. Like there, like there was no room to add anyone else to love. And I think I've struggled in the past in my marriage with putting Steven in the priority where he deserves because I just want to meet everyone else's needs. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy when you have somebody that you know, loves you no matter what to be like, they're good. They're Mm -hmm. fine. Especially someone like Steven who's really independent and secure like he's not a needy person but when you're a giver your people who are takers are going to find you yes absolutely it's the truth and on the flip side like you might be someone who's in a needy season and you need people but you're wondering why people around you like don't seem to be meeting the needs that you want them to and I think because they're not Jesus yeah they're (laughs) a preach girl and that for me I think for a while being in ministry being a youth pastor worship pastor I've struggled with having a savior complex Mm -hmm. of like, Mm -hmm. I want to help people. And it comes from a pure heart. I think most of it, I'm not perfect. So I'm sure some of it is pride. Um, But I just want to help people. But I think I've had to come to the realization that I am not the Lord. Right. And I cannot meet everyone's needs. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't, if I'm juggling too much, then even where I'm at, I can't be present. There's a saying that I love that says, be where your feet are. Yes. And I think that when you are trying to be all things to all people at all times you can't be present where your feet are because you'll you're thinking, always fail oh yeah you'll be thinking what do I have to do later or like mm-hmm. you know I've even had seasons where like I'll be at a coffee with a friend and I'll leave coffee and have like 30 text messages from different people to catch up on and then it's like oh my gosh I'm just super overwhelmed so all that to say I was praying about this question today and I really felt like the key to boundaries is DTR Define the relationship. Woo! Define it, girl. Define it, girl. No. I think like I want to write a song about DTR. DTR. I want to write a book about it. Oh, you totally for real? Are. Because the Lord has given me so much revelation about defining relationships with anything. Like, so what I mean by that is this: in every relationship in your life, there's a way that you can figure out where it's at, and this will change seasonally. So. For example, like my relationship with my husband should be the most priority under the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I need to define where we're at. Is it a season where he is a little bit more needy for me because he's walking through something difficult? Is it a season where I'm more needy for him? Like what? where are we at in that relationship in that season? But when it comes to friendships, I think there's three different types of friendships that we can have. And it's, you kind of broke it down. Like, yeah. How did you say it? Yeah. Said, I, so my, my kind of rule of thumb is, and again, I feel like every 
person can relate to this if you are more than one thing. If you're a mom, if you're a friend, if you're a wife, if you're a business owner, there's you can be a million different things and you're going to juggle with trying to prioritize and set boundaries in your friendships. And something that has really helped me is friends that, number one, allow me to just kind of pour into them in seasons where, like Kami said, like what if they are walking through something hard or what if they just really need a good friend in that season, but that they let you give to them freely. So that's number one, friends that let you pour into them. The number two is friends that pour into you. So that kind of means if there is someone that's maybe gone seasons ahead of me, or even Cami in this case, who can speak into the, can speak life into me whenever I'm not feeling it for myself, I know I can go to that friend. So the second thing is, is friends that pour into you. The third thing is, is friends that pour into each other. So that would be more like me and you, Yeah, Cammie. like a peer. A peer, yeah, that we pour into each other and it's mutual and it's 50-50. And even when it's not 50-50, it's 90-20. Or, I mean, wow, that, that equals, guys. <laughs> that when is, it's not 50-50, it's 90-10. <laughs> that was amazing. That was the most basic, Were you saying basic non-math. I was trying to say 80-20. But honestly, guys, that's me. I'm the worst at math. So okay. I, we love I you. definitely said 90-20. So the new 100 is 110 for all of you guys. You just want to give that extra 10%, Amanda. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is be that t- be that extra, be that 10%. extra 10% friend. Um, so yeah, those are the three things. Friends that pour into you, friends that you pour into, and friends that mutually pour into each other. And that has set me up for so much success when it comes to boundaries with my friends. Because if you're not doing any of those things, then I honestly just don't have time for you. Yeah, what are you doing? And But I think where the DTR comes in, is you have to know in your relationships, where does this person fall? Because when you analyze it and figure out where this person is falling in this season, you can realize how much energy and time you can give to that relationship. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I know that there's a friendship that I've made, maybe it's a girl at church who's a little bit younger than me. Maybe it's one of my sister's friends. Maybe it's just someone who's a new believer. And there's someone who in this season, they're looking to me because they want advice They want to grow closer to the Lord. Maybe they're single and they want to look up to a married couple. Like, whatever it looks like, if they're coming to me because they need me to pour into them, I need to just know that from the get-go that, hey, this isn't a relationship where it's equal in in this area. Like, when we get coffee or we get together, it's probably going to be a little bit more draining for me. Mm -hmm. And they're probably going to want me to pour into them. So I need to know that off the bat so that I can, you know, be praying on the way to get coffee. I can be kind of putting that hat on of like big sister mode and Mm -hmm. knowing like, hey, I can devote this much time, but the boundary is like, I can't, I'm not the Lord. So I can't answer your text messages at two in the morning every night. I Mm -hmm. can't get coffee with you every day because like I'm going to be drained. And I, I've learned this the hard way because I've done ministry as my job. And so to do work all day that's pouring out and then to have friends that I'm only pouring out to, well, then I'm coming to the end of the week or I'm coming home to my husband and I have nothing left. And that's not fair to him. That's not fair to me. Um, so I think I need to define that same thing for people who pour into me. Like I have older friendships that are women that are incredible moms and wives and further along in their faith that I look up to. But I know that when I get coffee with that person, like I'm fully aware that I'm trying to learn from them. And so I go to that, to that coffee or that dinner or to their house. And I'm in a a mindset of teachability. I'm Mm -hmm. in a mindset to receive. And I want to take the most I can from that relationship and ask wisely I can ask them questions because I know that the Lord's put them in my life mm-hmm. for that but I also need to respect them their like, time their yeah. time yeah, yeah I need to know that and because you know, you know what that's like yes. you go into it knowing okay I'm only gonna be here for like two hours I swear right. because I, I know you have a busy rest of the day or just and how whatever. can I yeah. honor them like and when that's the relationship yeah. I think 
if you are somebody that def- is defining the relationship in that way, you can be like, wow, I want to write them a note and thank them for the way they've poured mm-hmm. in my life. I want to mm-hmm. give them a little gift or just do something to acknowledge, hey, like, you've been there for me and you've poured energy into me and sowed seeds into my life and I want to honor you for that. And mm-hmm. then I think, you know, the last one is the most precious to me and those are the friendships that you find where it's really that back and forth constantly. A sweet, a sweet, sweet gift. Yeah, it's a sweet gift. And I think we have that in different areas. Like there's friends that I have are, that are musically on the same page as me. So like mm-hmm. I'm going to call them about new songs I'm writing. I'm going to call them about leading worship and we're going to pour in each other back and forth. There's friendships like you, Amina, where it's a lot of things, but we marriage is something we've talked a lot about together. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're on the same page with how we want our families to be yeah. and our marriages to be. So I'm going to come to you with vulnerable things about my marriage because I know we're going to be on the same page. Right. Um, there's just that back and forth. I mean, I think of my friend Kaylee, I call her and we talk, we think we're talking for five minutes and we talk for three hours because yeah. <laughs> it's just us back and forth. And every time we talk on the phone, I'm like, Oh, I needed that. And mm-hmm. she says the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so mutual. And yep. I just think that that's really, that's, cool that's really thing. beautiful. And you talking about um, just having mutual and similar conversations about our marriages and like how we just want our life, what, what we want our lives to look like. That brings me into the next question that we received. And it is, where do you draw the line and what you share about your marriage or romantic relationships with your friends? And I think Cammie kind of hit on this earlier, but first and foremost, we are huge advocates and believers that your husband should be your best friend first and foremost. So if you are not sharing specific things in your life with your husband, I think the thing to ask yourself is why is that? And and maybe even ask the Lord to open that door between your marriage and say, you know, God, I want to share these things with my husband, but I don't feel comfortable or I'm feeling this way because it's okay to not feel it yeah. and still believe that it's what God's called you to well, do. Well, I think people talk a lot about pursuing your husband like sexually or pursuing your husband like in a romantic way, but I think pursuing your husband as a friend oh, is so good. really important. Like mm-hmm. this morning, Stephen had like a big thing at work and um, a bunch of our friends, we went to my church to, to pray and to worship like early this morning. And I was like, guys, let's come and let's just pray for Stephen. And when we were all praying for him and I was praying for him, like it was a cool moment because I felt very like friendly towards him. Like it was all of our friends praying. And yes, I'm his wife, but I felt like this heart for him, like a brother, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, like you're my friend and like, I want to champion you not just as my husband, but like as, a, as, my, as my friend, yeah. you know? And there's even times when I think all wives are probably guilty of this, but you know, Tyler will be at home working or whatever. And I'll walk in from my day and just say, you know, the first thing I'll say is, hey, did you do this, this, and this, and this? And I'm like, oh, wow, that was probably not the nicest way to greet you. And that's not how I would greet a friend. That's so true. Could you imagine, like, if a friend came over and was like, um, excuse me, did you do this? Like, if I walked in and yes. was like, do you have our um, Instagram feed stuff ready? Yes. And didn't even say hi. You wouldn't be friends with that person. No. That's the Hopefully thing. not. Hopefully not. Get a new yeah. friend, girl. If, if you are, you might want to look at your DTR because... Yes, for real. <laughs> DTR that relationship and say, I'm going to define this relationship as one that needs to be over. It needs to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would never walk in there and be like, Cammie, did you do this, this, and this? And so the same way... Your spouse should be your best friend. You should never just walk in and say, oh, by the way, did you do this, this, and this? Like, I don't want to do that, even though, I mean, I've done it before. I'm guilty. I'm Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Um, I want to walk in and say, babe, how was your day? What is going on with your day? Like, what? how can I be a good friend to you? Like, just having that mindset. Um, but kind of back to our question of what to kind of share with friends about your, whether it's dating relationship or marriage, kind of what to share with your friends or not, I think a big thing is knowing which friends are for your marriage and which friends are in a season to be able to um, champion your marriage, even if 
even if you're going through a hard time with your yeah, relationship, that's so honestly. Good. So if Tyler and I were in a huge fight, I probably wouldn't call up a single friend and just start bashing him. Yeah, like, no, that's wise. Yeah, and so that kind of, Cammie, do you want to share the story yes. of the side of the road? Okay, <laughs> sure, why not? Um, no, I mean, I think it's really important to have friends if you're married that you respect and look up to their marriage so that mm-hmm. you know you can be vulnerable because you know that their marriage is on the same trajectory Mm -hmm. um for me you know like I want God to be the center of our marriage so I look at other couples that that's a value that they carry Mm -hmm. that there's mutual respect like I even have some couple friends who maybe yeah they they love God but they might like talk really rudely to each other Mm -hmm. or be really disrespectful and I'm like I'm not going to call them for marriage advice because I'm not cool with Stephen ever talking to me the way your husband talks to you like you know or just things like that like just knowing kind of where you're you're at and looking at other relationships that mirror what you want Mm -hmm. um so I've been really blessed to have you and Tyler because I feel like we have we carry those same values and vice versa. And vice versa. So I call you whenever you know I'm going through something because I know that you're gonna be my friend, but you're not gonna like take my side. You're mm-hmm. gonna take the side of our marriage mm-hmm. because I think a lie is that people are like, well, I want him to, her to take my side, or I want him to understand my side. But at the end of the day, you're one. When you get married, yeah, there aren't sides anymore. No. Like you're on the same team, and honestly, like. If he loses, you lose. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like absolutely. When Steven loses, when he's feeling down because I've beat him down with my words, or if he's feeling down because our communication isn't working, like that's I'm, not building anybody. No, else. I'm yeah. losing. Like yeah. it's so. Just to be vulnerable here, Funny one, story, one hilarious story was okay. So there was a time, maybe two this years was, ago. This was right before, wasn't it? Right before you moved. Yeah. Or I'm thinking of a different one. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, third yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, so this was right before we moved. We're trying to read each other's minds right now. Yeah, you it's guys. We're really good at it, actually. <laughs> we're really good at we're it. We're still I'm holding like, hands. So I'm like, like, which story is this? <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah, we were looking at this is what it was. We were looking at places in Texas. We were still living in California. <laughs> we were in town visiting. And y'all, we were so overwhelmed. Like in California, you have about 24 hours to find a like to get a place before it's gone. Like real estate there is insane like things go so quickly and that was a whole other battle but in texas we had the opposite problem where you come to dallas and there's like a million apartment complexes and they all kind of look the same and you're all like kind of the same price yeah they're all kind of the, you're like how do i choose like i don't know i think we literally ended up picking it because we like the reception girl at the front like Great. that's honestly love it it's like she seems sweet let's do that let's do this one um but we were we were looking at places and i was just really overwhelmed i was stressed out and I honestly don't remember what we got in a fight about but it was one of those days where like it had probably had nothing to do with what we were actually fighting about it was just every emotion of having to move again every emotion of like having you know 24-hour window being in Dallas to find an apartment and just feeling this pressure and it was just we just took it on each other and it was not good so we're in the car and we're fighting and wisdom guys is sometimes you just have to know when it's about to take a turn for the worse like we don't need any chris brown brianna situation <laughs> i'm just i'm joking we would never no, hurt never, each other no um i love my husband so much but we, it just was like getting heated and i was i knew i was gonna say something i would would regret and so i was like i need to get out of the car right now and Stephen's like, we're like literally driving. Yeah, Dallas. no, you're driving. And he's yes. like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? I was like, I just need a second. I need to get out of the car. Like, I just need a second. And he's like, are you serious right now? I was like, yes. Like, please just pull over. Like, I just need a second. And he was like, 
said okay, which honestly kind of made me more mad. So I was like, you're supposed to fight me on this. You're, you're supposed, supposed to, to say no. So he like pulls over. We were in like a nice area. So it was fine. And I was like, just like go. Like I just need a second. So I immediately without even thinking, you guys, just immediately call Amanda. And I like, I think before I even processed, I was probably red in the face fuming and I call Amanda, I'm like, Amanda, I'm on the side of the road, which I wasn't, first of all. I was, like, in a nice, like, shopping center. But I'm like, I need you. Like, I'm so angry at my husband right now. And I'm just, like, blah, 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 saying everything that he did wrong. And she's being such a good friend and just listening. But two things, y'all. The reason I called Amanda was because, one, I knew there was going to be no judgment. Mm-hmm. I knew that she knows Stephen and I. She knows our marriage. She knows how much we love each other. And she's not going to, like, go around and badmouth us to people. And she's also not gonna like be like wow like what's going on with their marriage like she knows our love is deep and she's seen us in our best and our worst but I also called her because I knew she was gonna speak life over our marriage and so after you listen to me I'm trying to remember what you even said so I happened to be what was weird is like Cammie didn't know that, or no, you did know that I was going to be like in the neighborhood or something. Oh, yes. And so she's calling me, telling me she's on the side of the road, and I'm like driving around, and I'm like, Cammie, what side of the road are you on? I'm like, what's your cross street? Like, I'm trying <laughs> yes, to I'm like, what are you talking about? I forgot. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. And so I drive up to the street that she tells me she's on, and I see her just crying. <laughs> crying you were literally sitting on the curb it was so sad you guys she's sitting on the curb just crying on like somewhere like lower greenville probably it probably is where we live now honestly and so i pull up she gets in my car and i'm like okay wait i'm very confused where is steven and she's like i don't know he's driving around like i told him to leave (laughs) i was like okay so you made him leave got it and so we end up just pulling over in the parking lot of trader joe's and she's just crying and it, I think what it was is it was to, it was all these emotions that I knew she had been feeling and they were just it was just all coming out at once and so knowing this and knowing what an amazing husband Steven is and knowing what an amazing wife Cammy is I was able to sit there and in Cammy's like confusion and just frustration and all these emotions and like her tears something about that was really sweet in that moment in our friendship was I was it was almost laughable because I was like I totally get that you're feeling this way but I'm here to tell you that everything's going to be a-okay. Yeah. And I was we were literally, we sat in the car of Trader Joe's and just, I listened to her and what she had to say. And that's something that is, is kind of going back to what we brought up in the beginning of the podcast was that being a good listener, I think just goes, I mean, it does like wonders yeah. for a friendship. Honestly. Well, I felt so heard by you. And then you prayed over me and then you were like, can we laugh about this now? And we both start <laughs> laughing and it made me lighthearted. And so when Steven, and then when Steven came back, like you got to see him and yeah. we were like laughing together and I got to hug him and we made up. And I think here's the thing, y'all, if you don't have a friend that you can do this with, I really want to pray for you that you'll find that because right. the cool thing about my relationship with Amanda and I have a couple other friends that are like this as well is we're completely transparent. And mm-hmm. I love that because they've seen us at our worst. Like there's nothing hidden in our marriage. And I think mm-hmm. if you're hiding things, then that's kind of how fights can get worse. Like right. I think the good thing is, is like our like, worst really was that moment. Like we don't have these secret, like big blowout fights that no one sees. Like we're not perfect and we don't get along 24 seven, but we fight fair. And when mm-hmm. we fight, we take a step back and we invite other people in who we love and respect to speak life again over right. our marriage and, because and call it, us out. Right. And because it was brought to life, it became lighthearted. Oh, now we joke about it. Now you joke about it. So think about the things that you do keep secret and then maybe you're going to tell, like if it's a fight with your husband and you do go tell a friend who maybe 
isn't necessarily for your marriage or isn't even in a marriage and can't understand, they're probably not the best person to call or to go to because they can't speak into something that they've never experienced yeah. or that they're or that they've never walked through personally themselves. Or what if on the flip side you had been like, Yes, yeah, Steven's a jerk. Like yeah. blah blah blah. Like how would that have built up either our one of you? And the cool thing is is honestly if you really had heard that and Stephen had crossed a line or he had said something rude, mm-hmm. you know him enough that you would have gone to him. Oh, absolutely. Like, you would have been like, hey, bro, uncool. Uncool, like, yes, you, absolutely. But, but I, I was, was kind but of neither being one. <laughs> <laughs> she was being basic, you I guys. Was just being a little it's basic. Okay. We it's were basic fine. before the show. Don't we you totally worry. Were. I love that. So, I hope that kind of touches on the question of just sharing things about your spouse or your boyfriend or yeah. girlfriend or whoever. Well, I think, I think with dating, just a quick thing on that is like, if you feel like you can't talk to your friends about the guy you're dating, I want you to dig deeper as to why. Because there's going to be, there's got to be something. It's one of two things. It's either you deep down know the relationship isn't healthy, you know it's not good, Mm -hmm. um, and so you're afraid to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. you actually should notice who you're comfortable talking with. Mm -hmm. Because if you're, have a you know a group of friends who aren't walking with God or they're like living a crazy lifestyle that you don't actually want, but they're the friends you feel comfortable talking about your relationship with, well, then there's got to be something on there. If you can't talk about your relationship with the couples that you look up to or the friends that you really know are walking with the Lord, like that should speak to that. Mm-hmm. Or do you have a friend that you can talk to the relationship about with everyone else, but you know you can't talk to them about it because you know they're going to be jealous? Yes. That might speak to like, okay, like there's a there's something going on in that friendship right. if I feel like they can't celebrate this happiness with me yeah you know? absolutely yes so I'm sure if you if you have friends I'm sure you have also dealt with this where you have certain friends that maybe get jealous of other friends that yeah. you have so one of these questions so this question is how do you deal with your friends having other besties and this one is so good that Cami and I can probably speak on to multiple levels but we talked about this in our last podcast she used to be in a um in on a in a worship band, really. Yeah. And, and so with her... Kaleidoscope, Kaleidoscope duo. Kaleidoscope duo. If you know Cammie and we're following Oh, don't act days. like you don't know everyone. <laughs> we were so, totally famous, Don't y'all. act like you didn't have their poster hanging in your room. <laughs> sign um, poster. Sign poster. So, yeah. So Cammie and her friend Natalie were also my friend because Cammie brought me in. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so our friend Natalie, they were in a group together and would um, seeing it just multiple events all the time. And... Instead of getting jealous that Cami got to travel to these cool places and go to cool like songwriting conferences and just get to have these really cool moments together in their friendship, what was really cool is Cami and Natalie both kind of brought me alongside of them in ways that made sense. So I was doing photography and I was able to go and do a lot of photo shoots for them and do some videos for them when they were wanting and to. And your husband played for us. And Tyler, yeah, yeah played which guitar is cool. for them. So. I felt like they were letting me use my giftings in what they were doing. And I think that was really, really cool. And that made me feel super close to them, mm-hmm. super connected, super used. And I think that's one thing that our society with girlfriends is missing is that things have to be a competition. And it really doesn't have to be at all. The thing is, is that we're all in this together and you can you can bring on best friends that you've had in different seasons to walk with you in the season that you're in just by listening and asking like, Hey, like, would you want to come with us? Like, obviously, Cami knew that I was doing photography, so it just made sense. Yeah. Well, I think we both have friends that we brought to the table mm-hmm. that now I get to be friends with your friends. Like, Amanda has this awesome group of friends that she's had since she was, like, I don't know, like, how old you? literally four and five. Wow. Like, that she's grown up with, and they're, like, family. And she has relationships and memories with them that I, I don't have. You know, right, I can't right. understand that. But you've totally 
brought me into that friend group to an extent where I've sung at all their weddings pretty Which much. Which is so cool. And the thing is, guys, is that all of them love Cami, And so, and even like doing this podcast, they're so excited for us to even start this podcast and they're like such big advocates of it. They're like cheering us on. Cheering us on, yeah. And it feels, and then that makes you just all feel like besties, yeah. honestly. Well, I even, it's cool that we're talking about this today because I have a best friend that I've had since fifth grade. She was the maid of honor of my wedding. She's you know, now engaged to my next door neighbor. Like, just the coolest story. Hey, Sam, I love you, girly. Such a supporter. But last night, we were actually hanging out, and I, again, bringing things to light, I just said to her, I was like, hey, because I think actually she knocked on the door and I was on the phone Mm -hmm, with you, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm talking about the podcast. And all of a sudden, I just felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to just encourage her. And I just said, hey, I want you to know that I really appreciate that you know you've been my best friend for longer than I've known Amanda by far, mm-hmm. but you're like such a supporter and an advocate of us And really her podcast. gifting is, in, I would say her gifting is encouragement. Oh, too. she's so she's encouraging. She's such an encourager, yes. Oh, she, yeah, she's a cheerleader. Yes. 100% of people. And she could, if anyone of my friends could be like, I can't believe you're doing this without me, mm-hmm. it would be her. But like, I know that that's never been a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've always had her as my best friend, and then I've always had, like, other best friends mm-hmm. in different seasons, and she's been the constant. And even, like, I remember in high school when I started dating Steven, that was, like, the first new kind of best friend that I brought to, mm-hmm. my, like, our relationship. And she, But it was the three of us that hung out yeah. on high school. But anyways, I just encouraged her. I was like, hey, instead of letting it be something I never said or just kept it to myself yeah, yeah or yeah or be something that you know in Jesus name when this podcast blows up and everyone's like besties Amanda <laughs> and Cammie right like I want her to know that I really appreciate her support and that and she has the security of knowing that she's still your best friend. yes and there's not a competition it's like competition. you guys have never been competitive it's no. not like a no well I'm doing this podcast with and Amanda so cool I choose too. her yeah and that's what's cool too is even knowing Samo and knowing that that's been your friend since childhood I've never once been around her and her and I have never once felt the need to like compete against one no. another because that's girls, you know, you know, when someone's throwing shade and you, oh. you can tell. And that's, that's, what's been cool is that I've never felt that from her and you've never felt that from like f- friends that are, you're now singing at their weddings. Right. They're my childhood friends. And it's like, you guys, like we're all in this together. Yes. We are doing friendship together and it doesn't matter what season or what part of your life you have made this friend from. You can totally, Totally bring them alongside you in all of your friendships. Yes. Can I just go on a soapbox for a second? Absolutely. Listen. We're preaching you guys. We've been not, like preaching. I know, right? I am just really over like girls who cannot celebrate other girls. Yeah. Like I just, there is nothing that irks me more than like that competitive, like I need to be better than you nature. Like the world is going to bring us down enough and it's hard enough being a woman in this day and age. Like why do we feel the need to like make everything a competition? I cannot handle it. No. And I oh, think it's just, so and I think it probably, when that happens, because even if you've never like acted on that, I think we're all, we're human. So we're all guilty of feeling that way. We're all guilty of feeling envious or yes. um, jealous of like another girl, whether it's like personality, looks, whatever. But the thing is, is that like when you're able to celebrate that in somebody else, it's blessing both of okay, you. Okay. But also that is a form of worship and I think it's a form of warfare absolutely like I've heard someone say this I don't remember who it was but you act in the opposite spirit so if I'm feeling jealous mm-hmm. I'm going to actually speak more life over that area of your life I'm mm-hmm. going to say wow how can I serve you in that area how can I grow and I'm going to actually like put myself in a posture in a position of like showing the enemy like hey actually you have no room to work in this area right so I'm going to celebrate that even more because that is I mean, I, I've done ministry with people where it's become a competition. Mm-hmm. And that is, mm-hmm. like, I mean, 
that shit has no place no, in the church. No. Like, it doesn't. Like, and it's I think just, the thing to ask yourself is, too, is, again, like, feelings are real, but they're not reliable. So if you're feeling... Good. So if you're feeling this way, it's... Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's a real feeling. But it's like, I know I'm not supposed to act in this. So it's literally taking your feelings and emotions out of something and knowing that you're supposed to act in a completely different yes. light. Well, I think feelings are a good indicator of pain. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like if I were to... I heard this before. If I were to step on a nail... And I would have pain in my foot. And I wouldn't be mad at my foot for having pain, but I would look at my foot because I had pain in it. I'd be like, oh, there is a nail in my foot. I need to get it out so I don't get an infection through Mm -hmm. my whole body. Mm -hmm. So when you have an emotion that doesn't line up with the Word of God, doesn't line up with the Holy Spirit, you can take that emotion and say, okay, this is showing me that there is a pain here. Mm -hmm. And what's the root of it? I need to get it out so Mm -hmm. that it doesn't infect my whole being. Mm -hmm. And I need to, like, so in relationships, if you're feeling jealous... You need to get to the root of what that is, bring it to the Lord, bring it to light, and then you need to to deal with it with Him. Mm -hmm. And again, are we perfect at this? Absolutely not. It's so hard. But I think if you're... Honestly, I'm just going to speak bluntly and boldly over you, and I'm doing this in love, but if you don't have any good friends, that's probably an indicator that you're not a good friend. Yeah, or you're not being a good friend. Yeah, and if you only have friends around you that suck up to you or like think that you walk on water and you have no one that you know, is speaking over into you or no Mm -hmm. one that can call you out, you push everybody away who speaks the truth and love. That's just not a good way to grow. No. And it's not, it's never getting to know the person's real heart. Honestly, like the thing that I love about our friendship and multiple and a lot of friendships that we have is that we're able to say like, that's probably not right. Are you, why are you doing this? And And, having friends that are different than you. Yes. And I'm, Oh, this, yes, this is so good. This brings me into our last question. And it's overall, what does being a good friend look like? And I think that that is such a broad question that it's it's sort of hard to answer, but it makes me think of um, friends that I have that are really nothing like me. And I love, love, love having friends that are nothing like me because it challenges me, it pushes me, I get to understand where they're coming from, and I get to ask questions, and I get to validate them in their feelings and why they feel a certain way and just being a good listener you learn so much well that's, I think that's how I mean this is like so pageant answer of me but this is how we have world peace but so it's like, true it's so true if we could just listen to someone that and, and even to say I don't agree with you but I love you and not in like a I don't agree with you but I love like a super yes. condescending way but like yes genuinely like one of my favorite people he was a boss of mine in two different jobs Shout out to my friend Nick. Shout out Nick. I love Nick. Nick and I, I, I don't know why this made me think of him, but we literally have nothing in common. Like, we could not be <laughs> more different. Like, and even, like, theologically, like, we're both believers, but I don't think we line up on really, I don't know if we disagree on a lot of things, but, like, enough things that we've had conversations where right. I don't know if we, like, agree, but I've even worked for this person, and he's been my favorite boss I've ever had. Yes. I, like, we have had some of the coolest conversations where we, because we can sit across from each other and completely in love, like want to learn from each other. And there's no, and I love that he's a man too, because I, there's just so much mutual respect. Yes, like yes. there's just genuine respect on both ends. And like, oh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you guys celebrate who you are yes. without having any expectation of who you're supposed to be. Yes. And instead of like, I, for me, I'm a not a black and white person. So I think things are way more nuanced than the world wants them to be. There's a lot of gray areas. It's mm-hmm. so cool to sit with someone from a different walk of life and to be like, why do you think that way? Oh, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. And like process that. But being a good friend, 
looks like actually listening mm-hmm. to what they're saying mm-hmm. and not just surrounding yourself with people that are going to further you on becoming who you are. Right, absolutely. Like, or, no, sorry. They are furthering you on becoming who you are, not furthering you on becoming who you've always been. Yes. Like, you need to grow. Yes. And you grow from challenge. You grow from challenge and you grow from being around people that are different than Mm -hmm. you. And I even think that that's kind of what's wrong with our world today is whether it's in politics or whether it's in just, like, social issues, I think the reason that people on both sides can be so aggressive is because nobody feels like they've been listened, like they've been heard. Yeah, that's so – because – when you when all you're thinking about is the next argument you're gonna say, you're not. Then you're really not listening. You be, how can you listen? No, exactly. And it's like when if you feel so firm and so just like my what I think is a hundred percent right. It's the only right way. You're leaving no room to really hear what the other person's heart yeah. is saying. And, and you can still leave a conversation and be like, I still genuinely believe that my way is right. Right. But but you can do I it listen in love. to you. Yeah, and you can do it in love, and you can also be curious as to why they feel that right. way. Like, it's good to ask questions. And I have a friend who, I was born and raised in Texas, you know, pretty conservative family, and just even the culture of the Bible Belt is it can be really conservative in general. And I have a friend who is would literally pride herself in being the most liberal, grew up in Boston, um, is is and she is one of my best friends, an incredible, incredible person. She and is incredible. She has taught me a lot and probably more than some of my friends that we have very similar interests um just because we've we've gotten to go into different countries together we've gotten and I've gotten to just see her heart and the way she loves um people and just everyone like she literally has no stereotype of I'm only gonna love this person she genuinely wants to hear all people wants to love all people and is just for humanity honestly and so she's taught me so much and just like the way that I grew up in the way that the world kind of told me what my viewpoint should be because I was in this box of like the Bible Belt or I grew up in Texas and she's kind of stretched what that meant to me and yeah. not and she hasn't told me what to think but she has asked me why I think what I yeah. believe. Well, I think being a good friend is being fully yourself, fully present in the moment when you're with someone, but letting that person be fully themselves. Exactly. And yeah. not trying to get something out. Like if you're going to meet up with a friend and you only have one objective you want to get out of it, mm-hmm. or if they're not living, if you're setting all these expectations on this person right. and they need to fit this perfect mold, like that's so unenjoyable for no. everyone involved. And if you go into it just wanting to be right. I mean, who wants a friend that wants to be right all the time? Right. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of the scripture in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 26 or 22, 26. I don't know, but it's the one that just says, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Like, Treat the so basic what you learned in kindergarten, like treat others like you'd want to be treated. And Amanda, like when I think of our friendship, you've done so many things for me that have embodied being a good friend. Like one thing that just comes to my mind right now was when I moved to California, Amanda, if you've never been to her house or seen it, she's so good at like just aesthetically pleasing anything. Like she will just take a room and like move things around and immediately look better like her bookshelves like every book is perfectly placed I don't understand like I would see a bookshelf and just be like throw my books on there and she's like gonna put everything and it's all gonna look amazing and even going to like a design store I feel like you would grab things at home goods that I would think are like trash and you'd be like this is gonna be the centerpiece and And then you put it at the table and I'm like oh my gosh this is beautiful no but so we moved to California we lived in like literally a tiny house before they were cool so I'm so hipster y'all I was the OG tiny house for sure. It was for so sure. small. You know it's bad when in the square footage when we were looking for it, it literally just had dash dash. <laughs> like it literally said square feet dash dash. Like that's basically being like, you don't want to know. 
Like, you d- don't want to know because it's 90 it's, square feet. Yeah, li- I mean, really. Have you guys seen a walk-in closet? Cool, that's where I lived. Like, I wish I was kidding. But there wasn't much we could do design-wise, but I really just felt like it didn't feel like home, obviously. Um, and so, Amanda... Did you, dro- you yes, drove? Yes, I drove. Yeah, with you a friend. You drove with, with a friend. Guys, oh wait, this kind of hits back to having friends that are your friends that are your yes, friends that are your friends. my friend from Nashville. Because Cammie's friend from Nashville was driving from Nashville to L.A. And she knew that I was wow, also wanting to make true. a trip to L.A. to see Cammie. And she was going to be driving right on through Texas and called me up and said, hey, do you want to ride with me? And then you can just fly back like whenever you're ready to go. And I was like, wow, I would love to do that. And I so, cannot believe you drove from Texas to L.A. to visit drove, me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so kind. Like, I'm literally getting all the feels right now. We're holding hands again, guys. No, but really, that she drove. That is like such a long drive. It was not okay. Wait, I'm gonna cry now. Not only did you drive, you drove from Texas, but she packed things from her house that she thought would look good in my house and brought them to my house in California. I have a picture of this. We need to post it on the blog. Oh, we do. We'll post it on our Instagram after. I don't know why I said blog. We don't have a blog. (laughs) Post it, prophesy, post but, it on our future blog. Yeah, post blog it on our Instagram. Instagram. We'll post this photo on our Instagram yes, after this podcast You and Steven launches. mailing things through our wall. She literally came in like the best kind of tornado Aww. and just like made our house look so beautiful. And I remember sending pictures to my mom and just crying because my house went from looking like a Drab shack, to fab. Drab to fab 100. <laughs> like it looked so cute and cozy and like. This was like within weeks of me moving oh, there, and you made so it look fun. so good. It and that, like, that's a good friend, like, completely going out of your way to do something just to bless me. You got nothing out of that. But it's because I loved you, and that's I know, what friends but that's do. So kind. That's so fun. <laughs> oh my so, you guys, I hope that you have loved this episode as much as we've loved talking about it. Friends are the best. Besties for the resties. Besties for the resties, and y'all. And we have a challenge we just want to leave you with this week, and it's that if you have any friends that you need to tie up loose ends with, or even just forgive, do it today because we aren't guaranteed tomorrow, and it's really important to do. It's good for both of you, but it's just really yeah, good for your soul, And remember, <laughs> guys, to have good friends, you have to be a good friend. So yes. we hope that's your takeaway. Word. If you're wondering why you don't have good friends, it starts with you. So I'm being blunt today, but just be a good friend. <laughs> yeah, and, it's and true. And do something that doesn't serve you that only serves the other person. Yes. So guys, yes. I'm Cammie. She's Amanda. We're Basically Basic, and, and we, we know, know you are too. too. Be blessed. And be basic. Two girls, they were waiting in the Starbucks line Basically basic I'm thinking many petty on your husband's down Basically basic I'm talking real love, Jesus Christ, yeah, he wants you basic Basically